Bonfires burning bright, pulsating in the night. I remember on Halloween, dead cats hanging from poles, little children dead and gross. I remember on Halloween, you know, on one of the older shows, I don't remember which show it was, but there was, I, I was talking about how I want a cover of Halloween, but like, I want it to be like a Gregorian chant, like bonfires burning bright. And it's like, um, an echoey chorus of like deep Gregorian chant, like, Oh, Oh, and then there's, there's like a, you know, an echoey deep bassy voice bonfires burning bright. And then eventually like, you know, you keep going and it's like, you get to the chorus, Halloween. And then eventually, just like in uh, Cry Little Sister, you know, from the last one, you know, Cry Little Sister, thou shalt. So uh, I want like the, the children's chorus where they're going, Halloween. So you got like the low, Halloween. Halloween. Like that's how I would produce a cover of Halloween. If I had the ability, I'm kind of groggy right now. I don't know. I, I ate, we had a big dinner tonight and I ate a lot of challah bread and I'm feeling a little tired. So excuse me if I'm tired. Um, I was looking forward to this review very much. The, the hype around Halloween ends had me very eager to see it. I caught it last night at the Alamo. You may have seen my video from last night at midnight, uh, ranting and raving about cell phones and people talking on their talking on their phones or not texting on their phones and talking to each other is very frustrating. But whatever, it is what it is, and that's all that it is past. It's not a big deal. I go to the Alamo so much, and it's never that bad. In fact, that's why I like to go to the Alamo in the first place. But Nevertheless, let us begin our look at the new Halloween movie. Okay, so <laughs> where to begin here? I guess, really, I should begin. Do, do I like it? Do I like the new Halloween? Did I like it? The answer is yes. Ding, ding, ding. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Alaka, alaka, ala. What's up, Jody Ramon? How are you? Yes, the answer is I very much liked the new Halloween movie. It might be my personal favorite Halloween movie. It's definitely the best of the new trilogy of the H40 trilogy. It's definitely the best one of those. That's a that's like a given, hands down a given. Um you know, I don't have a Halloween ranking, but I will say that of all the Halloweens, my favorite is Halloween three. And that's not some hot take. I just, you know, those of you who listen to my channel know my feelings about Halloween. I'm I'm a scream guy. I did not grow up on Halloween. 
I don't really, you know, it's not a sacred cow. I always say that not a sacred cow. Um, I think Michael Myers is kind of like a one note thing that is great. It's very effective in the first movie. And then everything that's come after is just sort of ridiculous in one way or another. Yes. Jody silver shamrock. Exactly. Three more days till Halloween, Halloween. You know, the, the, the theme song for last year's 31 days of Halloween was Jeff reviews, horror movies, horror movies, horror, something like that. Silver shamrock. Um, I yeah I I was not I mean I, I've never really been enamored with the mythology and just anything with the with Michael Myers I don't find him scary I don't find the 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 I just don't find it that appealing I've come to like find respect I have respect for the original Halloween movie for what it represented and what it signifies but it's not you know, it's not anything. I don't know. I just don't think it's that. It, it, I don't think that this franchise is all that. It's a beloved f- franchise with a rabid fan base. People rank, they rank the, well, everybody ranks movies in general, but people love, love to rank the Halloween series for some reason. I don't understand. They're, they all have Michael Myers in them. I, I just don't get it. Um, I suppose that. After Halloween 3, maybe my next favorite would be H2O. And somewhere up there is the Rob Zombie Halloween. Yes, I actually like the Rob Zombie Halloween. So sue me. You know why I like the Rob Zombie Halloween? Because I don't, the the original Halloween isn't so precious to me. And I'm perfectly content with Rob Zombie's interpretation of the material, giving Michael Myers a backstory. He's doing something different, right? In, In the entire franchise. You know, that's the funny thing about fandom and fanboys and fangirls and stands and all this different stuff that we have nowadays. By the way, how's my picture tonight? Am I all like framey and like like choppy or is it like fluid? Let me know in the comments, please. Curious to know. Um, you have all these people and they're like they get really mad if you don't give them the exact same thing over and over again. And they complain if you do give us something new, give us something fresh. Wah, wah, wah. I want something new. I want something fresh. Or no, it's so different. I hate it. I hate it. You can't, you can't win. You can't friggin' win. And um, what's interesting is if if something's not precious to you, you're more open-minded to something that's gonna take a chance, right? Like if it's something that sort of de- deviates from the formula. And I think that's why I like Halloween ends so much is because, or at least up to a certain point, up to a certain point, I like Halloween ends. I have to say, I do not like the end of Halloween ends, but we'll get there. We will, we will discuss that. We will talk about why that is precisely Jody Ramon says the ones I can't really get much into is five or six or zombies part two. All the others are palatable. Just my opinion. I'm not a gatekeeper. I don't know. And no one thinks you are, Jody, for sure. And you, you, listen, you are entitled to your opinion as I am entitled to mine. No, everybody's entitled to whatever they like, really. Um, but just curious, Jody, I didn't see you uh, mention. So does that mean that you like Halloween Resurrection? You know, I wrote, I wrote today online. I said, somewhere out there, somewhere out there in the world, in, in, the, in, the, in a population of 8 billion people on this planet, 
somebody's favorite Halloween movie, frankly, might even be somebody's favorite horror movie is Halloween Resurrection. Could you imagine? There has to be somebody out there who I don't know, but somebody, at least one, one in eight billion. I think it's possible. I think it's very, very, very possible. So, oh man, all right, we got to dive into this, but I'm still kind of like circling the edge of of appraising. Let's okay, let's. There's so many different angles to hit here. So, I why do I like Halloween H2O? Um, I just I love the idea of the of revisiting 20 years later. I love the I love Lori's character arc. Lori's character arc is very much a one note character arc for me. And you really only get a second bite of the apple in H2O. So everything else is tired, like bringing her back for the Halloween in 2018. It didn't work for me. The Sarah Connor Lori, it just did not. I, I was could not suspend my disbelief because I just, oh, so this one incident in 1978 and you've been preparing like, like Sarah Connor for the last 40 years. It just, it just doesn't work 20. Now, if she was the Sarah Connor at 20 years, that would have worked a lot better for me. You know, in fact, if you were to sort of inverse the two, I don't know. I, I think H2O was fine. And, and when I saw Halloween 2018, I was going, you know, I, this is not necessary, man. Well, Halloween, Halloween H2O hits all these beats. Maybe it's a little tight. It's a little lean, right? Halloween H2O. It's like an 80 four minute movie we could have done with another 10 maybe 15 minutes of build up and character development but we didn't get it um jody says i live in an alternate universe where resurrection doesn't exist jeff so funny you bring that up jody because i always like to joke that that in an alternate universe and in the real world in the whatever in in another dimension they only made two Michael Myers movies. They did Season of the Witch, and everything that came after that was an anthology style, like American Horror Story. It was anthology style uh, where they changed the story every year, and Halloween is a beloved franchise that has as many movies in, in the franchise as there are James Bonds, if not more. You know what I'm saying? Where the only thing that strings it together is the title and that John Carpenter is a, like an executive producer and the story is different and they're building out the universe whatever that began really with season of the witch and instead we're living in that alternate reality that's parallel to like back to the future part two where they've made 19 jaws movies like that's supposed to be a funny joke it's a funny joke in back like that like they're so far into the future and Hollywood is so ridiculous with its, you know, penchant for uh, sequelizing things that that there are 19 Jaws movies and we got I don't know how many there are like 14 Michael Myers movies. There are 14 whatever. What's the number? I don't know what the number is. Let's you know, what? let me Google this real quick. So I actually am, am coming from a place. How many Halloween movies are there? Let's see what it says doesn't give us a number but it shows us all the movies here we go ready there is one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen and minus halloween three season of the witch 
There are 12 movies about Michael Myers. 12 movies, man. I mean, it's just, it's staggering. It's staggering. Again, something that is purely one note that maybe is good for an original. Like, okay, Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O. Fine. Great. Perfect. You're going to do a remake? Halloween and Halloween 2. Tells the whole story in a duology of sorts. Perfect. Um, we do how much more, how much more do we really need? How much more Michael Myers do you really need? Um <laughs> Jody says, uh, Jeff, I agree. Story-wise, I appreciate H2O more than Halloween 2018, but I think the mask looks better in the latter for what it's worth. D- I, Jody, I agree with you. I love the mask. I love the mask in Rob Zombies Halloween, and I love, love, love the mask. One of the best things they got right about the new Halloween, Halloween 2018 was that mask. Amy is in the house tonight. Amy, I know Amy just saw it as well, right? Amy, didn't you say you saw it? What did you think of it, Amy? Jody, what did you think of it? I'm I'm assuming you must have seen it as well. We are spoiling the crap out of this movie, by the way. So if you have not seen it, you should probably turn it off here. Now that we've talked about the, uh, the, you know, all that stuff, let's, let's like focus on this new trilogy. So they set us up. They're doing with, with this new this new trilogy, right? We got Sharp Sharpie Riot of Riotstickers.com is in the house. He's here listening to us talk about he he prints these stickers. We'll do our little spiel in a bit. Um, so Sharpie says that he likes the first one. Um, Amy says, Yes, I did. It's a very divisive film. Yes, Amy. It's very polarizing. It's very divisive. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I too liked it a lot. Um, so I briefly touched on the fact that Halloween 2018 H40, as they call it, is somewhat of an, you know, I don't know. It doesn't really like it. It did. I don't like the Sarah Connor aspect of Laurie Strode. I just feel like at this point, like what, what's the point of Laurie Strode after Halloween H2O? But Whatever we get, Laurie Strode is back. Um, Halloween Kills, which I reviewed last year for for thirty one days of Halloween. You could go watch that review. Gave us one of the best memes in the world: pumpkin pies tonight. What's up? We got Robbie Bloodshed in the house. How you doing? How you doing, um, Robbie? I'm just warning you. We are gonna spoil the crap out of this movie, dude. We're gonna spoil it like like garbanzo beans okay so if you haven't seen it yet plug your ears um halloween kills gave us a great a great um (laughs) uh a great meme last thanksgiving uh pumpkin pies tonight pumpkin pies tonight bye robbie robbie get out of here because we're gonna spoil the crap out of this robbie says i liked it but michael myers should have had more kills um Halloween Kills has a lot of kills in it. I thought Halloween Kills was not was goofy and ridiculous and um you know god I'm like all over the place with my thoughts here. I'm not really being very succinct. So look, Halloween, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends is its own sort of contained trilogy. What's up Chris? How are you? It's its own contained trilogy, but the arc, now that we've seen the final film, I am I'm sad to say that they 
that the that as a trilogy it's a lackluster arc it doesn't really it's very all over the place it's very messy it's very patchwork even though we had the same director for all three movies even though we had the same creative team for all three movies it just it's very patchwork it was very patchwork for me um in the second in halloween kills laurie strode isn't even in the movie everything shifts focus to tommy doyle and much like they do in the Scream movies, probably Scream's biggest mistake of all, um, you know, they kill off, instead of killing off Michael Myers, they they kill off characters, interesting characters that they could keep, you know, keep, you know, filing in, you know, and in Halloween Kills, they, they, they off Tommy Doyle at the end. They also start to go into, right, Lindsay is her name. Kyle, Kyle Richard. She plays Lindsay. She kind of doesn't really do anything. She doesn't really do anything in um, Halloween ends. Like, like she's there and like, she's like around and reacts to stuff, but like nothing ever comes of her arc, whatever, or lack there, lack there of. Um, but yeah, Halloween kills. It's just, it, it doesn't, it feels, it's a little hollow. It's just, it's all about kills. It's a fun slasher flick. If you like fun slasher flicks, you're going to love Halloween Kills. It's, a, it's great fun. I would even say Halloween is great fun. Both Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills are great fun. But, um, you know, from a story, like a literary, literary story perspective, it, it doesn't work. None of it, None of it really, like, fits. It doesn't feel super connected. And what happens is, what happens in Halloween Kills is at the very end, they decide we're going to go full supernatural with Michael Myers, right? Just like completely supernatural with Michael Myers. We he's going to get up after being, you know, after the townspeople are like pumpkin pies tonight. They're ready. They're ready to, to for pumpkin pies tonight. And they give Michael Myers his pumpkin pies and Michael Myers gets up and he like, you know, he, he slices and dices Tommy Doyle and then he disappears, man. And it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, Amy, you are the friggin' bomb because I too felt the same way. You're getting ahead of yourself, Amy, but yes, Amy, that was going to be my main thesis of Halloween ends. Amy has already jumped the gun. Thank you, Amy. Yes. Halloween ends is sort of a secret spiritual companion to Christine. And we're going to talk about why that is. Um, but I'm very excited that you said that, Amy. And, like, good on you for being so astute. Uh, so, okay. So, yeah. But H Halloween, yeah. Halloween kills. He gets up and he's supernatural. So you're thinking, okay. Oh, he's gonna, the rest of this. The rest of the, 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 the conclusion to this trilogy is that Michael Myers is going to be this supernatural entity. Well, not quite. And we are. We're, we're going to get into, yes, right. And when the truck ran over the lady too, exactly. Um, and we're, and yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm all over the place. We were assuming that we were going to get this, uh, like I said, we we're going to get this supernatural, supernatural thing happen. Okay. So, so here's the plot. Here's kind of like, we're go we'll take this beat by beat a little bit. So, a year after the events of Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, there's this guy, Corey, and he is 21 years old, 
and he's babysitting a boy named Jeremy who is sort of pulling a prank on Corey. He locks him in his attic and he lives in this like three story house with all these staircases and uh, locks him in. And this of course happens just as Jeremy's parents are coming home. Um, Corey is applying a lot of pressure on the door. He's like very afraid. We're thinking they're kind of leading us to believe that maybe Michael Myers is going to be in the house or something. And like a knife goes missing, like this whole thing. And it's really just setting up Corey to be, at the wrong place at the wrong time for an accidental accidental death. And what he does is he ki he kicks open this door and he accidentally knocks Jer Jeremy goes over the staircase railing and falls three stories at the bottom of the ground to his death. And of course, Corey is, you know, accused of intentionally killing um, Jeremy. But, you know, for whatever reason, he's cleared a manslaughter. I don't understand how that's possible, but he is. Um, but they sort of set up Corey who uh, such a missed opportunity. Why don't they call this guy gory Corey, man, or Corey gory? Like, you know, like I just thought I was like, oh, when are they going to use the word gory? I just was like thinking and yeah, it's visceral bone crunching. As Jody says, it's bone cr crunching. What happens to this kid? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, Rue is in the house. Rue says, watched it last night in the yard with the projector with a nice fire to set the move. What? That's a great way to do it. Rue. He says, but I didn't really like it. It didn't give me the Halloween vibes. It wasn't terrible, but it sure as hell wasn't great. So Rue is in the, he's on the other side of the fence. He was not, it did not tickle his fancy. That is totally valid, Rue. I, I, you sit with a lot of folks out there who are not happy. Um, but again, you know, I assume that Halloween is far more sacred for you than maybe it is for me. Jody says, Christine is so effing good. I jam the soundtrack from time to time. Because we were saying Amy brought up, she ah, she said before I could say it, um, that was going to be my big thing, my big hot take, uh, the Christine vibes. There's so much Christine in Halloween ends. It's crazy. Riot Stickers says, uh, the, closest I, the closest I will ever be to watching it is watching this review. Oh, so Riot is not even going to watch the movie. <laughs> He's not even going to watch the movie. He hasn't seen it. All right, man, as long as you don't care about the spoilers, that's 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 your trip, man. That's your trip. So in any case, so Jeremy, um, Jeremy, this the kid, little boy, dies Halloween night, 2019. Corey is, uh, you know, booked and arrested, but, you know, nothing happens. And then we get this whole thing. Um, we get, like, some voiceover from Lori, and she's talking about how, um, how, like, just, like, strange things happen around Halloween over the next... Uh, uh, three years, two years, um, you know, things like things happen, people, you know, uh, unalive themselves, you know, that sort of thing, like all sorts of all sorts of tragedies are occurring and that like it's bad vibes on the town in the. So what happens is in Halloween kills, they sort of establish Haddonfield itself becomes a character in the sense of like Haddonfield lives with the trauma of Michael Myers and that Haddonfield has had enough. And Tommy Doyle, he leads this, like the town into a frenzy, that sort of thing. Um, and so that's what Laurie is kind of talking about in this voiceover and she's writing a book and, you know, we've seen this before in scream four with, with Sydney. Um, but now they're doing it with Laurie. I guess it makes sense. Um, but you know, Haddonfield is reeling from the aftermath of Michael Myers and just, you know, um, you know, Lori, so, so Lori's writing her memoir, 
Um, and she explains that, you know, she's bought a new house. Okay. She has a new house and she's like, doesn't live in her like secluded cabin anymore. And she's like changed. She's like, I'm going to not allow myself to be affected by Michael Myers anymore, which is kind of funny. She spends 40 years preparing for Michael's return when he's gone, when he's locked up, when he's truly out of everybody's hair. And then once he's gone missing and is still at large, that's when she decides to let go and live, live, uh, live fully free after her daughter is murdered by Michael Myers. Kind of a weird thing to do, but she does it. Whatever. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm just rolling with it. You know, again, I'm, at least this is how I feel like emotionally, emotionally in, in, in the movie. Um, I see comments. I'm going to hold off on the comments because I want to make sure I'm, I'm being uh, pinpoint focused. We will come back to the comments and fold them into the review as we continue on. And, you know, after the death of her daughter, Allison, the granddaughter, now lives with Lori, right? She she lives with Lori and they live in this nice house. Um, and then you have uh, Corey, this kid, Corey, the 21 year old who was like he had like a promising college career ahead of him and stuff. And he has a face. He looks like he kind of reminds me of a kid from from Christine. He looks like a classic 80s actor in some way, shape or form. I can't describe it. He just has this vibe about him. He was so he was he was perfect for the casting. I don't know his name. Um, I think he's uh, oh God, I don't know his name, but he was great. He was really he was tremendous. Um, so he works for uh, his dad right at a salvage yard. And, you know, he's a pariah in the town. He got off, but the town doesn't like him. And, um, you know, he he's he rides a bicycle and he wears glasses and he gets bullied by high schoolers who like are like, hey, we want hey buy us some beer, man. Buy us some beer. He's like, I'm not buying you beer, especially because, you know, he's probably on probation of some kind. Who knows? Who knows what his situation is after getting off after after getting off for the uh, man manslaughter manslaughter case hold on fixing my my microphone here um he's you know he's he's uh he's still reeling from all that but he's you know he's holding like a glass bottle and they're like they're like bullying him and he like you we we're getting uh the first glimpse of of his of Corey's anger he breaks he breaks this bottle and it cuts his hand and whatnot and um of course uh Lori Strode uh, she sees all of this go down and, you know, she's like, hey, let's go slash this kid's tires. Like get the high school bully kid. So they slash his tires um, and she brings him into a doctor's office where Allison works. Right. And um, she treats Allison treats who's in this, the trilogy as well. She she treats Corey's wounds and she knows who Corey is and. They start to vibe, you know, they vibe over their shared trauma. Now, they don't actually share the exact same trauma, but Allison has been through her own trauma, losing her mother and being like the granddaughter of Lori Strode and being the, you know, um, uh, dealing with Michael Myers. And Corey essentially is been labeled like he's kind of like, you know, um, he's this pariah for the manslaughter uh, for the manslaughter case. Right. Uh, and they just start, they start to like, they start to vibe and they go, they go out to a Halloween party and Corey's having like a great time. He's like cutting loose and starting to have fun. And at this point we are pretty, we don't know. We don't know how Corey's going to go. Maybe Corey is going to be 
a protagonist or maybe he's going to be an antagonist. I can't really tell at this particular point, but um, Jeremy's mother, who is like just ravaged now from losing her son, rightfully so, um, bumps into Corey at this Halloween party. It's like at a bar type place where where the girl, that girl I was just talking about, Lindsay, is it Lindsay? Whatever, the girl the from, from Halloween Kills, she's like a bartender there. I guess it's the same bar where they, they, they have the Halloween gathering at the beginning of Halloween Kills with Tommy Doyle as played by Anthony Michael Hall, right? So he's like, you know, get the, you know, she's like, get out of here. How dare you like party on the, the, the anniversary of my son's death? I hate you. And, and then Corey blames Allison. He's like, He's like, you know, you shouldn't have taken me here. You know, I'm stupid to think that I could like be normal. You know, that whole trip. He's like, I, I don't think we can be together because if if we're, you know, I can't be with you because like, you know, it's better. It's better to let's just nip this in the bud because we're never going to have a good relationship. I don't know. Something like that. He walks away. Right. And he bumps into those high schoolers again. And he gets into it with them. They break his glasses. So now his glasses are broken, just like in Christine, the guy, uh, Keith, what's his face in, in Christine, right? Um, they break his glasses and they throw him off a bridge and he lands in a ditch. That's kind of like under like a freeway, I guess. Um, and he wakes up, he wakes up and he's dragged. I think he's dragged into the sewer. Is he dragged into the store or does he crawl into the store? I don't remember, but no, no, no. Maybe he just crawls into the sewer. Try to remember what he, what he did, what he does. does. Um, hmm. I can't remember. In any case, he winds up in a sewer. Now the sewer is a metaphor, right? The sewer is a metaphor for Corey's inner psyche. You know, um, the sewer represents the deep, the deep repressed darkness within Corey that they talk about in the movie. And, they, and Lori really dwells on this later about like how like Corey is, you know, has that same evil affinity as Michael Myers. And when Corey crawls into this representation of his own inner darkness, he finds a very weak, uh, very, you know, uh, lethargic is the right word. He's it's like Michael Myers is like a reptile man who's who hasn't sunbathed in a really long time. He finds Michael Myers just in this sewer, and Michael kind of like grabs him by the throat, but he doesn't kill him. And they kind of have this shared synergy thing. It's almost like it's almost like as if Michael is transferring his essence to this guy or awakening. Uh, a kindred dark essence within this guy, Corey. Um, Corey is is let go by this weakened Michael Myers, and I guess it's because he senses this. Like I said, he senses this darkness, and um, and on his way, you know, when he's coming out of the sewers, he's he's confronted by a homeless man that is very reminiscent of the homeless man in Return of the Living Dead, actually. And um, he ends up killing the guy with a knife. So he kills him with a knife. And now Corey has been involved with two deaths, one intentional and one unintentional. So it's like this guy is clearly a magnet for violence, whether it's accidental violence by pushing the door. And here's the other thing, too. 
when when Corey is locked up in an in the attic in the darkness of the attic and he's like frightened of what's up there or what's you know what he thinks could be up there the attic kind of represents his mind he gets locked inside of his own mind and is forced to confront things that terrify him and when he tries to push his way out of his the dark the inner darkness of his mind he accidentally kills Jeremy. And it's the same thing. If the addict is the representation of his mind, then the sewer is the representation of his heart, which are both the, these dark, decrepit places. And when he, when he leaves his heart, when he leaves his mind, someone dies. People die when he does that, right? And deep in his heart is Michael Myers, which alludes to what is to come, right? Um, <clears throat> so so after that we get a bunch of like it's weird it's going this is where the story starts to get a little inconsistent because Corey and allison they're developing this relationship they're going out they're like they're slowly falling uh for each other you know they even bump into allison's ex who's a police officer and he's like uh he's like kind of harassing her and he's like yo step step off, you know, step off. And the cop follows Corey to the sewer and, you know, basically assists Michael Myers in killing him. And when Michael Myers kills this cop, this like recharges Michael. It's like he's reawakened. But like all of these things, all of these things, whether it's the relationship with Corey and Allison or Michael Myers being like this weakened entity who's slowly recharging himself by killing. None of it's consistent. All of it is sort of like it's 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 on shaky ground. But the strongest hook of the story really doesn't lie with Michael Myers at all. Michael Myers is almost like an afterthought. The main focus is on this guy, Corey. And it's exciting to me. I'm actually excited. You know Why? Because Halloween is doing something different for once, man. They're doing something different. It's not like Star Wars where, you know, a precedent was set with the first sequel trilogy, first film in the sequel trilogy, and the ball is being passed, and, the hat, you know, it, we're expecting a certain sort of thing. It's like we've done Michael Myers killing people for 12 movies now. Let's do something a little bit different. Let's do something that will give the franchise legs without Michael Myers. And that's what they were setting up in this guy, Corey. And it was exciting. It was exciting to me. I'm going, cool. Okay, so you're expanding on a mythology. You're passing the torch and expanding on the mythology. I could already imagine all the different places that we're going to go with this guy, Corey the conflict between Corey and Allison, because Allison is not, got, not even though Allison, here's the thing. Allison doesn't realize she's attracted to Corey's darkness, but doesn't think it's darkness. She thinks that he's like a victim. You know what I'm saying? So she's attracted to the wrong quality. And if Corey was like, Hey, come and like, let's, he, he does say it. He's like, Hey, let's set the world on fire. Like, let's burn everything to the ground. And she's kind of like, yeah, sure. Okay. But she thinks that it's like us against the world. Let's run away on our bikes. Not like, Hey, let's like go and murder people in their houses. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what he's all about. 
in any case, so Corey helps Michael murder this guy. And now they're like, now it's like Batman and Robin. It's like, this is like the Dark Knight Returns of Michael Myers movies, man. It's like Michael Myers comes out of retirement. The, the, the supernatural stuff is essentially kind of gone because it's essentially kind of gone because, you know, while we don't know what Michael was eating in that sewer, maybe he was just eating rats. But like to think that was he just like sitting in the sewer for three years without moving? He just he was just there for no reason. So on some level, he has to be like a revenant or a specter or something. But on the other level, like he's still he just seems very much like this human, but in his weakened state, or at least not not entirely supernatural. It's a really sticky situation. And you know what else is sticky? Riot stickers. Riot stickers are sticky, and you know. You know who prints our stickers? Friggin' Riot Stickers. Sharpie Riot. He also did this banner behind me. He does phenomenal work. You know what's great about Riot Stickers? One, they use vinyl to print their stickers. So you know what that makes these stickers? It makes them waterproof, okay? These stickers are waterproof. Rain or shine, the stickers are going to stick. They're going to stick on. They're going to repel the water. But let me tell you something. That's not what that's not the only thing that makes Riot Stickers special. You know what else makes Riot Stickers special? What do other stickers do when they're in the sun? Stickers are kind of like vampires. You know why? You know why they're like vampires? Because when the sun hits them, they vaporize and disappear. But not Riot Stickers. You know why? Because Sharpie puts a UV coating over the sticker to make them uh, uh, sunproof. Okay? I've stuck these stickers out in sunny spots. And when I come around and I'm like, hey, there's my sticker. It's still just as good as the day I stuck it on there. You know why? Because these stickers don't run, baby. So riotstickers.com, we have a special promotion with them, okay? You can't get this promotion anywhere else. It's a 1,000 stickers for $79. That's 7 cents per sticker, okay? You're not going to find a better deal than that. Riotstickers.com, the link is in the description right here. Yes, Rue said it best, a thousand stickers for $79. It's just, you cannot beat that deal. You can't get that deal anywhere else. If you go to Riot Stickers on the website, you're not going to find that deal. You have to go to my link, riotstickers.com backslash from us, okay? There's no promotional code. You just click on that link and boom, you got the deal. You know what comes next, right? You know what comes next. What comes next right now? We got to, hold on. We got to let the computer load. We got to let the computer load. Here we go.
Okay, we are back. Let's go to some of the comments before we continue on. Um, Jody says, Jeff, I disliked how Mike had sympathy or was weakened. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that either, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I was like, you know, as long as it's servicing the story, I'm, I'm, I'm on board, but it didn't really service the story. So it was kind of like this pointless. It was a random thing. I didn't we didn't need it. Uh, Jody also says Halloween kills is like the 90 minute of evil dies tonight. Plus, bud, pumpkin pies tonight, pumpkin pies tonight. Chris still hasn't seen it. Chris, don't watch this review, man. You're crazy. Amy says, I wish people could see the symbolism of this film. It did what no other Halloween has done. It made the boogeyman a man. My father said Michael Myers is a dog suffering from his wounds waiting to die. That's actually that's actually pretty astute. He is kind of like just a dog waiting to die. He kind of gets strong for a minute and then, you know, I don't know. Just it's kind of ridiculous. John is jumping on via YouTube. I appreciate that. Jody says, good point, Amy, and your pops is right. To piggyback on that, the coolest thing about this modern trilogy is the symbolism of trauma and themes. Yes. <laughs> Riot says, this all sounds like a Ninja Turtles movie. Um, Kale says, uh, I feel like Halloween Ends would be a weird but fitting double feature with the 86 film Trick or Treat, which I've still never seen. That's on my, that is on my queue, man. I still have to see it. You still have to watch it. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. Definitely be ordering riot stickers soon. That's great, Rue. You know where to go. You know where to go. Everybody knows that you know where to go. Okay, let's keep talking. So, as I was saying, right? Uh, what were we talking? Where were we in our review? Um, that that Corey that Corey, he kills the cop and he helps Michael Myers. Then he becomes, and mind you, Corey was given the scarecrow mask by Allison when they went to the Halloween party, like the costume party. And that's become his moniker. He's the scarecrow. Although I think he should just call him Corey Gory, Gory Corey. That's what I'm going to call him, right? So Gory Corey um, murders Allison's coworker and boss along with Michael Myers. Uh, they they go and they, they, they basically do this team up thing, right? And uh, and then at the same time, Allison and Corey plan to leave Haddonfield because of, you know, all the baggage that's there. And, you know, Laurie like is and then like Laurie and Allison, they start to like fall out with each other. Right. They're like falling out. And Laurie's starting to like become she's she's becoming like very suspect of Laurie is becoming suspect of Corey. Wow. Laurie, Corey, I didn't even realize that that rhymed. It makes sense. Two babysitters with two completely different outcomes, Lori and Cor Lori and Corey. And, you know, there's this thing about like one of them is the freak and one of them is the psycho. And in, you know, the high school kids kind of like label the mess. Mind you, the, the town is now blamed Lori for Michael Myers returning and that people's death. She's blamed for people's deaths because of Michael Myers. They, they basically are victim blaming Lori. It's somehow Lori's fault for making Michael Myers want to kill again. I and mean, it's just, absolutely ridiculous um but yeah like and then the other thing about Corey and allison's relationship it very much reminds me of billy loomis and and sydney prescott in the sense that you know sydney doesn't know that her boyfriend is a killer and 
it, she's hoping for some sort of happily ever after, but it's never going to come because he's, he moonlight, he's, you know, he's orchestrating this crazy sort of thing. And Corey is doing something s- similar. Corey is straddling two worlds, one where he wants to be, you know, uh, it's us against the world with, with Laurie Strode's granddaughter and one where, one where, you know, he is basically taking on the mantle of Michael Myers. And, um, you know, Laurie, like, she, like, follows him. Like, Corey gets kicked out of his house by his incredibly annoying and overbearing mother, who you will imagine is probably going to, something's, something's going to happen to her um, down the line. She's, like, kind of like the mom from Detroit Rock City, Jeremiah's mother, with just a very similar vibe as that and just really annoying like the type of character in a horror movie where you're like oh my god when you get it it's going to be awesome like we want you to get it and isn't it crazy that like horror movies will do that they'll like set up characters uh in a way where you're rooting for them to get it like as if that is grounds for such a punishment kind of crazy when you think about it in real life uh so Lori is like, so she gets kicked out of, she gets kicked out of, uh, he gets, Corey gets kicked out of his house. He's sleeping on the very spot where Jeremy was murdered or killed or whatever. Lori like is like, I know something's up with you. You're, you got a darkness inside of you, something like that. And um, he doesn't, she, Lori doesn't want Corey to leave him to leave with Allison. And Corey basically, you know, blames also blames her for the events that have occurred in Haddonfield, you know, uh, and, and says, you know, if I can't be with Allison, then nobody will that sort of thing. Um, and this all leads to October 31st and Corey, he goes back to the sewer to see Michael. And again, nothing's really going on with Michael. And I know why the diehards are angry, like really angry about this movie. They're like, it doesn't feel like how could this be a Halloween movie without Michael Myers and like that's the problem like you know on it's the problem and it's just the reality on one hand Halloween is synonymous with Michael Myers on the other hand like in order for this this series to have any kind of life or breath it needs to break free from the thing that makes it so great in the first place or has made it great in the past in the first place and we know that it's possible because, again, Season of the Witch is having this incredible renaissance. People love Season of the Witch. They love it as much as they love, you know, all the Michael Myers stuff. It, there's something to be said for that. And it's really happened over the last 10 years where now, like, everybody's just, like, in love with Season of the Witch and would readily embrace an anthology movie series. And maybe they'll do something like it. You know, I really don't see now that they've like sort of put Michael Myers and Laurie Strode to bed. I don't see how they continue Halloween, how they reboot it again. They just have to do another remake. It's just the same thing over and over again. Don't do it. Do something different. Do something different. In any case, Corey, it's Halloween. Corey goes back to the sewers and he wrestles Michael for his mask and takes it from him. The Hobson is mechanic jumpsuit. By the way, some other movies that uh, that that uh, we talked about. Christine, there's the Christine vibe. He replaces his bicycle with a motorcycle, 
and he stops wearing his glasses and he gets a girl. He's just like the, the Keith guy from uh from 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 Christine. It's great. It has totally that Christine Carpenter vibe to it. It really does. In a way, it's kind of the most Carpenter. It's absolutely the most Carpenter of the three new Halloween movies, I think, personally, on some level. Um he it there's a lot of grease too in Halloween ends between him right him being the geeky guy on the on the motorbike trying to impress the girl it it just moonlighting as a masked like a masked you know mysterio um all of those themes are in Greece too whether you like it or not so Greece too you have you have Greece too plus Christine plus Scream plus Halloween makes up Halloween ends for the most part. So now he is ready to become the new Michael Myers, which to me is great. Let the original Michael Myers die. Let Gory Corey become the new Michael Myers. And you know what's great? It's almost like you don't even, you can still call him Michael Myers. Like I love the idea that he is the Michael Myers in the same way that at the end of Rise of Skywalker, the Jedi have died, but now it's like Skywalker is the new name for like this Jedi adjacent thing. I'm a Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. I kind of like the idea of like, first of all, it'd be kind of funny if it was Halloween, the rise of Michael Myers. <laughs> uh, I like the idea of, of, of Michael Myers becoming a moniker in the same way that the mask is a moniker. And we kind of get that a little bit. So now he is in full on psycho stalker mode. He's also told Allison, Hey, let's leave together. And like, Allison's like, okay, great. We're going to leave together on Halloween night. And then he just sort of bounces. Right. Um, yeah, he just sort of bounces. In any case, uh, Lori and a Allison, they get into an argument when Lori's, when Allison's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go run away with, uh, Corey. And, um, and and Allison, just like everybody else, kind of blames Lori for Michael's actions. You know, it's just not fair, man. Um, and then Corey goes on a rampage. So Corey's doing this is where the movie uh, is is hurt, hurts, hurt is uh, uh, the actions at this point hurt the movie, the story of the movie, because Corey is like straddling these two worlds. Just doesn't it just does not work for me a little bit. At the same time, I love that he's become the new Michael Myers. And I'm thinking, like, frankly, like, is he going to kill Michael? Like, the, he should have been the one that kills Michael Myers and then takes over. That's what I will. I'll tell you what I would have liked to have seen after we'll, we'll get through. Let's get let's keep going. Let's keep going. We'll we'll talk about that. Right. Um, but he goes on a rampage at, at the auto yard that is owned by his dad. He kills all the high school kids. And that's a very Christine like stalker like sort of situation right um it's like a yeah it's like a auto yard salvage yard sort of thing um and you know one one of the kids the one of the jock kids high schooler kids accidentally kills Corey's dad as well uh Corey afterwards goes and kills his mother 
Um, and then there was this DJ character who works for Werg, Werg, W-R-G radio, U-R-G radio. And we get the best needle drop in the entire Halloween franchise besides Halloween playing in Rob Zombie's Halloween. We get the cramps. I was a teenage werewolf. And it is, it's great, man. The needle drops, the DJ gets murdered. You have, you have like his tongue gets ripped out and then it's like spinning on the record player. It's really fun. It's really, it's a really fun sort of scene and the, and the record sort of skips. Uh, the vibe is great. Um, this guy's kind of like trapped in the seventies, this, this DJ, which is kind of interesting. I forgot to mention the sheriff. What the hell is his name? The sheriff from Will Patton, right? He's deputy Frank, I think. And he, he was the guy who was there uh, in 1978 and they kind of like retroactively sort of built him in via Halloween kills, but he's back and he's kind of like, he, he kind of becomes, he kind of becomes Lori's like love interest. And he's talking about how he has a new lease on life because Lori saved his life. He has a new lease on life. And he's learning how to play guitar and they like flirt in a grocery store. And he's learning how to do Japanese and you know he wants to go to japan and like see cherry blossoms he's like hey Lori, you want to come with me to japan and see the cherry blossoms and then Lori bumps into one of uh michael myers victims one of her neighbors um who, who who's in a wheelchair now and can't talk um so yeah so he's kind of like he's kind of floating around too a little bit so um so Allison is like searching. Allison's out looking for Corey. She can't find him. Corey's murdering people. He's murdering his mother. He's murdering the high school kids. She's calling him, uh, texting him to no avail, that sort of thing. Um, Lori calls the police because she wants to report a fake report of a uh, attempt to unalive oneself, if you know what I mean. Um, and apparently, so what's interesting is like, you're really not sure, is she going to try and do it? And, you know, if she had done it, would it have, would it have been effective? It would have been terrible. It would have been a terrible way to end that character. However, it was interesting to see her battle with that because Allison is not only her granddaughter, but her future and her hope for like a normal life you know, through, you know, not just by herself, but like in the fact that her family is still alive. And, you know, when, when, when she's seen so much death and to lose that, it makes sense that maybe she would want to try and take that action, even though obviously that's never the solution here. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and we get this scene, this drawn out, is she going to do it? Is she not? And someone's in the house and we're not sure who it is. Maybe it's Michael Myers. Maybe it's Gory Corey. And of course, it's actually Gory Corey. We see, we hear a gunshot, a pumpkin explodes that Loria just sort of lit. And you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, one aspect that definitely did not work for me is that like Lori, Lori is like it sort of embraced Halloween. You would feel like Lori would just like shut the holiday of Halloween out of her life, but she's like, it's almost like she's very unaffected by the holiday itself. She's 
obviously heavily affected by events that have happened on Halloween, but she's, but Halloween itself doesn't really affect her. And she likes celebrating it. She makes pumpkin pies. She makes jack-o'-lanterns. So she lights this pumpkin, threatens to unalive herself. And of course it's Corey in Michael Myers's mask and she shoots him and we get this really badass line. She's like, do you really think I would go and do something like that? You know, and reveals she's like kind of luring, luring her luring her in and um and and Corey does something that doesn't really make sense and kind of really annoyed the crap out of me probably this is where the movie actually really goes downhill so up to this point the movie is super promising Corey has taken the michael myers mask he's gone on the killing spree it's everything it's super fun uh and all is well. The only other complaint I have, I sound like I'm complaining a lot for a movie that I really liked, but th this is more of like a, a nitpick, tiny nitpick. I didn't, I felt like there needed to be more Halloween decorations. This is something that Halloween 2018 does incredibly well. They, they really made the whole like Halloween. They made Haddonfield feel like a Halloween town. There was very much that Halloween vibe. And we we lost all of that. That that was all sort of, or it was not very intense. I needed more of it, and we didn't get it in this movie, right? So, in any case, this is where the movie falls apart. When when Corey confronts Laurie, he she shoots him twice, and then she says, like, "All right, so do it. So so murder me already." Because she's like, "I've lost my granddaughter," and. I don't know. So she went from not wanting to unalive herself to allow someone to murder her. Uh, but Corey doesn't do that. Corey's like, if I can't be with her, then, you know, nobody will. And he basically does himself in, you know, he right, right into the neck uh, with the, you know what? And he does it to kind of frame Lori for his death, you know, that sort of thing. Um, because when Allison opens the door, she finds Lori covered in his blood with the knife in her hand. It's exactly the same setup as at the beginning of the movie. So Corey is trying to impose his own fate onto Lori by doing what he does, unaliving himself right there in the house. But he's still kind of alive, I guess. Michael, who begins stalking Lori and Corey, uh, arrives because he wants he wants his mask back, right? And he is the one who ends up actually killing Corey. He snaps his neck, and then and then we get what is supposed to be the final battle between Laurie and Michael Myers. And it's not it's not very epic, man. It's you know we already got a far more epic scenario in Halloween 2018. And we got by far the most epic and catharsis giving showdown in Halloween H2O. That's what made Halloween H2O so great. 20 years after these events, Laurie Strode is living under an assumed name. She has a son and she is incredibly sort of um, apprehensive and careful and scared, that sort of thing. She drinks too much. And she realizes that she can't run away from her brother, Michael Myers, because at this point, he's still her brother. So we have that family dynamic going on, just like in Star Wars. That's what makes Star Wars so great, right? The conflict between family members, Shakespearean even. 
And she turns around. She says, I'm going to make my last stand here. I am going to confront Michael Myers. And she does. And we get a nice little showdown. So after that, and after what we got in Halloween H4O and Halloween 2018, I just seeing it for a third time, it gave me no feeling. I did not really care. You know, if Lori had died, I would have shrugged my shoulders and been like, eh, okay. And if Michael Myers had died right then and there, which he kind of does, I would have been like, eh, sure, okay. The thing that the thing that let me down was Corey's death. Because here's what I foresaw happening, where I thought it was going to go, and it was very excited, that Corey takes over the moniker of Michael Myers, that he wins the day, that he wins, that he is actually the antagonistic protagonist. He murders Laurie, he kills Michael Myers, and he becomes the new Michael Myers but he runs away with Allison and that sets us up for a whole new trilogy of films where they get married and have kids. And every Halloween Corey has to fight the urge not to put on the mask. And of course he can't help himself. And Allison has to confront her husband and save her children from the monster that she's unintentionally married. And that could have been its own separate thing that continues the story, or at least given us another one to three movies. If you wanted to, if you really wanted to instead, the movie does what or apparently allegedly does what it intends to do. It wants to end everything, but didn't we already get an end? We got this ending how many times before? We got it in Halloween 2. We got it in Halloween H2O. We got it in Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. We got it in... Uh, what else did we get it in? We got it in... And now we're getting it in Halloween Ends. How many fucking times are we going to get it? Oh, my God. Look at this love we got from Riot Stickers. Sharpie, thank you. Thank you for the support, Sharpie. He says, they kind of did that in Halloween 4. They could have passed the torch to Jamie. That's right. I mean, we got an entire trilogy of Jamie films, right? Is that not what we got? We could have, they could have done that again. Since Sharpie, since they did that already, since they remade the Halloween trilogy and mind you if you look at the title cards for halloween 2018 halloween kills and halloween ends they are the title the same fonts the same styled fonts for halloween one two and three okay it's the same thing which i thought was kind of cool thank you sharpie thank you for the support much appreciated guys again remember riotstickers.com we already we did the spiel. We did the spiel. In any case, so so it's like it's like we could have done so much with Corey. He's such a interesting character to me. Like they're they're growing him. We've spent this whole movie watching him develop, watching his origin story. Frankly, the reality is is that Halloween eight 
2018 Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends really could have just been two movies, right? And from the first movie to the second movie, you could watch Corey develop his arc, right? So you see him establish and become, and by like at the end of the first movie, he makes his first kill, which sets us up, leaves us on a cliffhanger for the second movie, which would guess would be Halloween and Halloween Ends or whatever. You know, if I, again, like I said, if you were to just make it two movies instead of three movies, because Halloween Kills is just filler, man. It's kind of a filler movie. Not much happens in it. You know, it's just a lot of killing. Halloween Kills. So, so you could have like, you could have done a lot of stuff. You just could have done a lot of stuff with it. And instead he's dead. And we have Lori and Michael are fighting each other. They are fighting. Um, and, you know, of course, for a woman, you know, going up against who's somebody who's supposed to be like, a, you know, she's an, a, an, uh, a woman in her 60s or 70s going up against a, you know, supposedly superhuman 60 year old, I guess. I don't know who's built like a linebacker and is incredibly strong. But for some reason, you know, Lori Strode has that. What's it called? Um, has that uh, plot armor. That allows her to fight Michael Myers mano a mano in, in, in a meaningful kind of way. And, you know, again, we've seen Michael Myers kill people in less time, in the less time that it takes to blink one's eye. But for some reason, he just takes his sweet time trying to subdue Lori. And she busts out the knitting needle. And then for a second, for a split second, I thought maybe, maybe Lori was going to get a knitting needle in the face and that would have been the end of her. At this point, I'm really not sure. I'm like, they've got to kill Lori Strode. Like she, she and Michael have to end, end this together. You know, the, one of the coolest parts of this new trilogy was really the first movie, which I thought was going to be just a one-off. I didn't think it was going to be a trilogy. And I thought the idea was that Lori Strode comes back and that she says, Michael, I forgot what she says at the end. She says something like, Michael, this is a trap. She was a trap. The whole house is a trap. To, to And, you know, she sets it on fire and it like collapses on him and whatnot. Of course, he survives that, too. Um, And it's just kind of like it's just kind of like you think that they're going to like end each other. And I'm thinking in this kitchen that's going to end. But it's just it's just an extended. It's a struggle, man. And Lori ends up pinning Michael to the table with a bunch of knives. She removes his mask. This movie does not ever want to, to show. This movie doesn't ever want to show Myers's face, right? Ever. Guys, I'm going to get to all the comments because we're almost done with our review. We're going to get to the comments and we'll have final thoughts and wrap this up. Um, so, I, I mean, like, she stabs him. She stabs him a bunch of times. She pins him down, right? She throws the refrigerator on him, which is a great touch. I love it when she when she does that. And she pins him to the table and she goes, tonight is the night where I remind you that you're human and that you bleed or something like that. Kind of like what Amy was talking about, you know, what, what Amy's dad was saying. And um, she slits his throat, but he, you know, breaks free and strangles her. But then Allison arrives and she breaks his arm. You know, super strong Allison. And then Laurie, you know, slits his wrists. Oh, I shouldn't say that on YouTube. 
uh, and this allegedly, you know, kills him finally and avenges Karen's death, I guess. And then we get this sort of weird epilogue where the entire town embraces. We see that sheriff dude, the black sheriff dude from the other films. He shows up for the first time in the movie and they all like carry Michael Myers. They strap him to the roof of the car and it's like a funeral procession. It's kind of cool, but it's also kind of like it's kind of anticlimactic a little bit. Uh, they take his body to this uh, to the back to the, the auto yard and um, all of Haddonfield follows suit. So it's kind of like the Haddonfield that that was dealing with Michael Myers and Halloween gets the town it's it really is it's it's a it's a procession is what it is and so there's a shredder right an industrial shredder you know you've seen them you've seen the youtube videos where they can throw anything into the shredder it can shred cars anything and they take michael myers's body and they throw it in there and um and that's it that's the end of michael myers then we get an epilogue to the epilogue laurie and allison they're cool again and Allison decides to finally leave Haddonfield behind. And Lori, she doesn't. She stays in her house and she finishes the book, the memoir that she's doing. And um, at the very end, Officer Hawkins, the Frank Hawkins guy, the, the guy from, uh, what's his name, Will Patton, he comes and he brings her a bunch of groceries and they talk about the cherry blossoms. And you're like, oh, they're probably going to hit, get hitched. And that's the end. And it just, it just, it, it ends on, it's so anticlimactic. Like right up to that point, I'm just, I was right up into the point right before Corey dies. I'm like, I was just so stoked about this movie. And then we're left with what is somewhat of a lackluster ending. It still doesn't take away considering how, like how I felt that the other two were like, eh, you know, like whatever. Halloween and Halloween kills. This to me was a breath of fresh air. And so I'm almost forgiving of that ending because it was a breath of fresh air. And, um, and that's really it, man. And so I'm like, so the thing that bums me out. So the thing that really, really bums me out is the fact that, that we don't get this, this dude Oh, his name is Rohan Campbell as Corey Cunningham. That Corey doesn't become this new version. It just would have been, it just would have been cooler, man. It, it just would have worked better if you ask me. And um, wh like, what are we going to get? What are we going to get in the future? Like I said, I don't know. If you give us an anthology, do something different now. Go in a completely different direction. Give us a sequel. Okay, next film, Next film. give us a follow-up to Halloween Season of the Witch. Give us Halloween 3 Part 2, Season of the Witch Returns. And then do something different and something different and something different. You can keep these Halloween movies going. Um, I'm going to go to the comments now. And I apologize for ignoring them all. I just wanted to get through that. <laughs> yeah. Kale says predatory Corey. I like gory Corey better, but fine. Let's not forget DK Halloween. What is the DK and DK Halloween rue? I'm confused. Uh, John says those high school kids were seriously the most unintimidating horror movie bullies I've ever seen. Dude, 
so John, you are so on the ball. They were not intimidating at all. You know, I can't give us the, 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 the crew that was in Christine. They were, they were like, they were good. They were effective. Amy says, I noticed the font they used in the title of the movie. That's season of the witch, right? So the first one is Halloween 78. The second one is uh, Halloween two. The night isn't over. And the third is Halloween three season of the witch. Season of the Witch is the Sam Hain of the movies. Classic and the most underrated. Yeah, dude. I love season. Amy says, I love Season of the Witch. Very underrated Silver Shamrock, of course. Uh, the Minister of Darkness is here. And the Minister says, the Minister is speaking in third person, as the Minister does. The Minister was truly disappointed with Halloween ends. I like the other ones, but this movie should have been called Halloween Fall. <laughs> This movie should have been called Halloween Fails, or you could just say Halloween Falls. Um, Jody says, Cop Jack-O-Lantern in 2018 is my favorite of all the kills. This is a good one. This is a good one. Minister says that Paul Rudd Halloween was better than Halloween Nights. Okay, I did a whole review on the Paul Rudd Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers. It's on this channel. I did it for last year's Halloween, um, 31 Days of Halloween. Go check that out. It was, yeah, it was, it, it was something. You mean Halloween films? He says, Tom Palmer says, awful film. The scariest thing about it is the clowns who made it and set to destroy the exorcist next. What are they? Are they doing the exorcist for real? Rue says that fucking knitting needle was used in the first Halloween. That's right. The the scar when he stabs, uh, she stabs him in the neck. He does not kill her. Now, okay, what would have been a more fitting ending for Laurie Strode and Michael Myers than what we got would have been, what, okay, all right, I have two. One of them is way darker than the other one. The first one, in, well, they both involve this. Michael Myers comes after Allison and Lori sacrifices herself to save her granddaughter. Both Michael Myers and Lori die in the process, whether it's in a fire, maybe they're putting her into the industrial grinder and Lori dives in pushing Michael Myers and she falls into in any which case, Allison having like, you know, forgiven her grandmother over the stuff with Corey uh, leaves Haddonfield for good, free of the Michael Meyer curse once and for all. That's how I would have liked to see. So it should have been, Lori could have died and it should have been a sacrifice to save her granddaughter. That would have been, that would have worked better for me, I guess. Um, Tom Palmer also says, I never thought I'd see a Halloween film. I like less than Resurrection, but they managed. Okay, so you really don't like it. I... For those of you who are joining us late, I said for at the beginning of this that this is might be one of my favorite Halloween films because of all the Corey stuff. I really liked the Corey stuff. Um, yes, Minister. I mean, that's true. Michael went from superhuman to super stupid. This was the most inconsiderate, uh, inconsistent part of the new trilogy. He's a supernatural being at the end of Halloween Kills, and in this one, he's not. I mean, what the hell? Tom Palmer says, last one, Michael was stabbed and shot multiple times by 20 plus people. And despite uh, despite that, kills them all. And this, he's wrestled to the ground 
by a 20-year-old who previously was bullied by teenagers. Joke film. So Minister and Tom Palmer, they are like they are bedfellows in the sense that they are both on the same page. And Chris, who hasn't even seen the movie and has been letting this review spoil it for him, says that ending sucked. I'm sorry. I, I don't shoot the messenger, Chris. Minister says nothing beats Michael's burning death. The end of Halloween two. Yes, that is good. I agree. Lowell, compare them to eighties movie bullies. Well, they definitely have the eighties movie bully vibe down, but look wise, they are not very scary. Solo says, I'm glad I've, uh, Brian says, I'm glad I haven't seen it yet. Sounds like it's just a jumble of stuff. You shouldn't have watched this. You should have just watched dead DK dead Kennedy's right. Dead Kennedy's have a Halloween song as well. Okay. Now I understand what Rue was talking about them both dying together. Riot sticker says, um, I've always wanted a full movie about Michael leading up to the night that he killed his sister. I know Rob's zombie version covered a lot of that time, but it didn't follow what we see in the original film. Yeah, I, man, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm all about that. Some people really don't want any Michael Myers backstory, but I got to tell you, man, I like Rob zombie. I like what Rob zombie did. I don't, I don't have a problem. And that's because I don't care about Halloween the way some of you out there do. Jody says, I was at least expecting a metal coat hanger to be present in the movie, 78 style. Well, we do get her hiding in the closet with the slats. Uh, Derpy Gaming says, I'm glad I haven't seen Kills or the new one after 2018. I knew it was going to be ish after I watched the trailer for the Kills. And you could tell by the trailer for ends to modern gen is dumb. You know, for every, anybody who hasn't or doesn't plan to watch these movies, you should still check them out, man. At least just watch them. Watch them once. You watch them just to bag on them, but watch them. Don't not watch them. Um, that's right. Den Kennedys were playing when Corey lets loose. And I, okay, that I'm not a bit, I don't know much about Dead Kennedys. And that is the Halloween song by the Dead Kennedys. Although I could have sworn I had heard Jello Biafra singing. I guess that's what it was. So we got a Dead Kennedys song and we got a Cramp song. In the new Halloween. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. Jody says, in conclusion, my boy Mikey got old and scarred on us. RIP to him and my expectations to lead uh, leading in. But if you, you almost sound like Glenn Danzig reviewing that movie in Flipside Magazine. In conclusion, my boy Mikey got old and scared on us and scarred on us. RIP to him and my expectations leading in. Tom Palmer says, yeah, Blumhouse are rebooting The Exorcist next with David Gordon Green directing and writing. It's due to be released next year. I'm, hey, I'm all for it. I'm down. I'll, I'll watch it. I, I only saw The Exorcist in its full, in, in full, I think in 2018. Now, I had seen a little bit here and there on TV. I never, I didn't, the exorcist, the idea of the exorcist never scared me. Maybe they'll make it scarier for me. I don't know. Right. says, I like what he did too, but Rob Zombie made it that his family parents were trash. The original made it seem like his home life was normal. Yes. And his parents seemed white collar. Yes. And I think that makes Michael Myers far more scary than if his parents were quote-unquote trash the way they are presented the rob zombie film i i could see how he feels like 
Rob Zombie felt like that was like a natural sort of like way to go. Yes, it was like Return of Living Dead soundtrack vibe. Sure. Uh, Sharpie is asking if I'm smoking a clove. No, you know what this is? This is a paper straw that I have cut to look like a cigarette. So I used to be a heavy smoker. I was a pack a day smoker uh, for many, many, many years. I quit when I was 22 years old in 2008. Um, I have not had a cigarette since February of 2008. However, uh, when I was making Gouge Away, which is the new feature length film that I wrote, produced and directed, which will be available to all of you soon at some point. But if you are a Patreon member or a YouTube member, you can watch Gouge Away right this second. When I was making Gouge Away, when I was in deep post-production, I started doing this thing that I don't really do anymore, where I have to hold a cigarette object in my hands. Uh, it helps me deal with anxiety. And I just like holding it and rolling in my fingers. Sometimes I go like this. <sighs> Why? I don't know. It's just something I like feeling it in my hand. It's like a security blanket, maybe. I, that was a big over explanation of what it is. But point is, I still don't smoke. This is not a cigarette. It's just uh, a neurotic tick that I have that I feel like I need to do sometimes. And it, it's right next to my desk. So now it's natural for me to just pick it up. And I just really over-explained the shit out of that. I don't know why I had to explain that at all. But yes, it's not a clove. To answer your question, it's not a clove. I just don't want people to think I'm smoking. I don't know why. I just don't want people to think I'm smoking. Um, <laughs> Supernatural Michael is lame compared to the mysterious OG Michael, says Jody. Yeah, sure. Sure, when he's just the shape. When he's the shape. John says, hey, from us, I've been a fan, a roll told fan, Return of Living Dead fan since the age of five. When I watched a VHS copy, my parents recorded off of HBO back in 1993. If you ever need an extra voice or face to discuss anything, roll told or horror. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Duly noted. Um, you know what we've done in the past? And it's been a while since I've done it. Maybe we'll do it soon. Uh, we haven't done a call-in show in a very long time. So maybe we'll do a call-in show. What although I, you know, with all the you know weirdos and stalkery people, maybe I don't know, maybe we won't. We'll see. We'll see. What I do is I throw the link in, out into the audience and I put it on a timer for five minutes. And you come on, you say a couple of things, we talk for a few minutes, and then on to the next person. Hopefully, you know, sometimes it's fun, you know, people get shy and they don't want to come on, but like. You know, it's fun when you get to like see the faces that you see in the chat all the time and contributing and whatnot. So maybe we'll do a call-in show real soon. Uh, Derpy says, uh, yeah, man, I'll let you know. I'll definitely let you know. Derpy says, I watch, I'll watch the films. Eventually, I just don't think those movies deserve money and you have a whole generation that's dumb enough to buy a ticket. Actually, you don't have a whole generation that's dumb enough to buy a ticket. Everybody wants to just stream it you know what i mean like it's hard to get people to come out to the theater nowadays um i do hope you'll watch it rue says i already watched gouge away but weren't you gonna do a show about it did i miss it no i have not done a show about it i will do a show about it i'm waiting i'm waiting on a couple of things right now i want to get it into a couple more festivals uh i'm sort of trying to consolidate resources and i'm also 
you know, looking into some distribution stuff. So I've kind of put gouge away at Rue. As you know, I'm do always doing so many things. You know, I go from focusing on the documentary to focusing on gouge away to focusing on the channel. It's like, it's always, I'm always juggling a thousand things at once. So uh, gouge away has gone on the back burner for now. I will be doing a commentary on gouge away. That will be just for Patreons and just for YouTube members. And we'll, we'll have, we'll also be doing a show to raise awareness about gouge away. Don't you worry. You have not missed it. Additionally, um, a lost film from 2008 Sangria's struggle is now on the channel. Check it out. Uh, it's a short that I made in college. It's a trilogy. There's three of them. The Sangria saga. It's really graphic, gross toilet humor. If that's your bag, you will love Sangria's struggle. Like Sangria, like the drink Sangria. Sangria's struggle. Check it out on my channel now. A lot of fun. John says, I'd be down for sure. I've been trying to get my nine-year-old son to horror lately. I took him to see the new Halloween Friday. That's awesome. Tom says, uh, the Corey plot would have worked better if the character had been introduced in one of the previous two films. Uh, I don't know if you joined us when I said this, Tom. I kind of said something similar. I thought the Corey plot was fine and effective, and I was totally fine with them introducing him. However, what I said was, I think you should combine Halloween, the trilogy, into two films. It should have been Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Just should have been two films. Maybe it just could have been Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, right? Just make it two films and introduce Corey in the first film and have him become Michael Myers' character in the second film. Would have been great. Would have been great. Tom says, feels like... Feels like uh, they were just making the story up as they went along. Jody says, Smile was the real MVP of the spooky season so far. It was. I agree. And check out, if you have Shudder, check out... Um, speak no evil it's really grim really dark really grim you have to see it though if you like good horror it, it is oof if you like funny games if you enjoyed funny games well i don't know how you can enjoy funny games but if you've seen funny games and like stuff of that ilk you would really like that i think ministry mister says Corey running into the kid's mom at the rock bar was so late <laughs> minister is just not having any of it He's just not about it. He's like, nope, nope, it didn't work. Uh, Tom says, so, yeah, sorry, I missed it. Only joined later in the stream. Yeah, it happens, man. I, I repeat myself. I end up repeating myself, man. It just is what it is. Aaron, you came so late, dude. We're, we're wrapping up here, man. I'm sorry, Aaron. Aaron, if you have any comments you want to leave about Halloween before we wrap up here, uh, please feel free. We're, 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 we're on our way out. We're, we're in our final descent. You know, if we were in a, on an airplane right now, I guess. Um, I'm falling behind. I basically was out for 48 hours from when, or really 72 hours. From Wednesday to Friday, I didn't watch any horror movies, basically. So I am like three movies behind in 31 days of Halloween, and I have to do reviews for everything. So I'm only on movie 13, and it's, October 16th. So I have a lot of catching up to do, uh, which doesn't feel good, by the way. And I think I've decided that next year to make things easier, I'm still going to do reviews, but I think I'm going to turn it into four shows. One show per week that details an overview of everything that was watched for that week. I think it will make it easier. And um, because it started to feel like a chore. 
And when this stuff starts to feel like a chore, it like really bothers me. It gets under my skin. It doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Um, Jody is asking, have I watched any Fear Fest on AMC? I have not. I haven't even checked it out. What's on there? I've been really knee deep in Shudder and going to the Alamo Draft House. I, I just started watching a horror anthology on Amazon Prime. It's called A Comedy of Horrors. Check it out. I'm like halfway through it. It's really freaking good. I'm a huge sucker for anthologies, as some of you know. I'm enjoying the hell out of this one. Um, I also watched the Hellraiser on Hulu. That was good. Aaron says that he's been watching the Aaron says he's been watching the classics, Mummy, Dracula, Frankie, because they're all on 2B TV. That's awesome. Aaron, everybody go check that out if you want to watch the, the OG Universal Monster Originals. And if you want to see the, the basis for all, all Universal horror movies, the idea of monster and beauty, right? The monster that is more human than the humans who are monsters who love a beautiful woman that they can never be with. Go check out Beauty and the Beast, a.k.a. Le Belle et le Bête. From 1947, although the story of Beauty and the Beast is from the 1700s, so really it predates all of the Universal monsters. I guess maybe except for the Mummy, although yeah, all of that could be argued semantically. I have the WNUF sequel I have to watch on on Blu-ray. I think I'm going to do Street Trash. I have to do The Blob. There's a lot. There's a lot to do, and there's just not a lot of time. So I will do my best to get to it all. Not going to let another year pass without cracking some of those open. I'm jealous of, of Brian who says that he is ahead on 31 days because of psycho cinema. Um, yes. Creature for the black lagoon was kind of sad. Aaron, there's a great, you know, that meme where it's just the creature and he's just like knocking things down and saying like, fuck this lamp, fuck these stairs. And he's like breaking stuff. It's actually really funny pretty hilarious and we are at exactly 90 minutes and i think that's the perfect time to end this stream i want to thank all 16 of you who are still watching and um hope you had fun with that i had fun talking about this uh like i said interesting it, nice to see something fresh lots of misopportunity with Corey, just throwing him away Yes, la yes, last man on earth. So good. Yes, thank you, Rue. Rue is such a great, been such a great supporter and whatnot. Smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, join the Patreon, all of it. Jeff, what's the two horror movies you enjoyed the most? Um, smart dude, smile exceeded all of my expectations. And I honestly, Halloween, Halloween ends. I've really enjoyed it. And Hellraiser. I really like the new Hellraiser film. Check out my review for that. Oh, and Deadstream. Deadstream on Shudder. Wow. I'm not a big fan of found footage. This is like House meets Evil Dead 2 with found footage. And you know what it's about? It's about a YouTuber. And that really, you know, that really, uh, that really connected with me being a YouTuber. I was like really enjoying all like sort of like the in jokes about you being a YouTuber and, and whatnot. I thought that was pretty funny. So um, check out the T-shirts, guys. We got a lot of T-shirts, although some of them, the prices on the ones below are 
overpriced and need to adjust those and fix those and make the margins as low as possible. Check out the t-shirt stores down below in the description. Check out the Patreon, become a YouTube member, buy a coffee. Thank you to Sharpie Riot and Riotstickers.com once again for um for, for the love tonight and the support and whatnot. Thank you to all for all you guys for contributing. Uh, remember, you can only get that Riot Stickers special promotional deal, a thousand stickers for $79. That's seven cents per sticker. You can only get that here on the channel from that link, ridestickers.com backslash from us. It's the only way you're going to get it. So check it out. Yes, absolutely. I'll be safe and I will cough cool. Thank you. Peace and hair grease to all. I'm going to play us out with the, with the thing that we're all sick of, including myself. I should make a new one. That's more interesting, I think. I think I will. Hold on. I got to get rid of this comment thing. Why is that still doing that? Yes, peace and hair grease for sure. Oh, come on. Why is it doing this now? Don't do it. Oh, Otis. I've seen Otis. I've seen Otis, the, the guy, heavy set guy with the glasses. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Um, I don't remember liking Otis too much, to be honest with you. I don't know. Um, in any case, friggin' Patreon. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. <laughs> the YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind the scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just wanna thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.